48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. All but one of the hopefuls running in next month's LegCo polls gets the seal of approval from a vetting committee. Experts approve the Sinovac jab for want for children as young as 12, though younger children will have to wait. And anti-terrorism chiefs say the threat level remains no higher than moderate as they test preparedness in a major drill. All but one person who signed up to run in next month's LegCo poll has been cleared to stand as candidates. A vetting body has deemed them to be patriots, Francis said reports. The Candidate Eligibility Review Committee screened 154 would-be LegCo candidates. It disqualified one of them, Lao Chi Chun, who hoped to run in the functional constituency race for the medical and health services sector seat. He was disqualified because he works part-time in a government department. Over a dozen non-establishment figures who have thrown their hats into the ring managed to pass the screening, including one who posted a protest slogan on social media in 2019. Asked about the eligibility of this candidate, Chief Secretary John Lee said the vetting body he chairs had looked at each case in a comprehensive manner. We will prudently look at all the information and consider the time, background and circumstances of certain incidents, the laws applicable at the time and whether they are retroactive, as well as the person's explanation, he said. At a press conference, Mr Lee was also asked about the government's expected voter turnout at the December 19th polls, with several reports suggesting there might be a lackluster response to the elections. What is important is the election system after improvements will be producing candidates who will be broadly representative of society and there will be balanced participation. And the improved election systems will prevent previous chaos there are people in Hong Kong who, because of their political stance, indicated opinions against the election system. A few of them have even taken unlawful action to advocate people not to vote, cast invalid votes. We will deal with it without a doubt. Mr Lee urged the public to vote so those against the election system won't succeed. Expert advisers to the government have recommended giving Sinovac jabs to children aged between 12 and 17 before inoculating younger children. The chairman of the Scientific Committee on Vaccine Preventable Diseases, Professor Lau Yulung, said experts agree that Sinovac is safe and effective, with more than 130 million shots administered to children on the mainland and elsewhere. We are of the opinion that we should do this in stages, like in many other countries as well as in mainland China as well. That is to start off with the secondary school students and then the primary school students and then the nursery school uh, students. And that is a very natural progression and also makes a lot of sense. Authorities have placed a building in Happy Valley into lockdown after a foreign domestic helper tested preliminary positive for COVID-19. The Centre for Health Protection said the 31-year-old woman arrived from the Philippines last month and tested negative six times at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre. However, a test yesterday was positive with a weak viral load. People who live in Weyman Court must stay home until tests are completed. Hong Kong reported one new imported case today. Counter-terrorism authorities have staged a simulated terrorist attack at the West Kowloon high-speed rail terminus. The drill involved the police, immigration officers and firefighters. Senior Superintendent Peter Leung from the Interdepartmental Counter-Terrorism Unit says that the large-scale exercise is intended to test and improve preparedness 
while the threat level remains moderate. Medical authorities uh, elsewhere tend to select some uh, crucial or symbolic days uh, to carry out such uh, radical or violent attacks uh, for their own causes. So uh, we, are we should be fully prepared uh, to handle such, uh, uh, to deal with such uh, terrorist threat. To the weather, mainly cloudy sunny periods tomorrow. Temperatures between 22 and 26 degrees. Moderate easterly winds fresh offshore. The outlook it'll be warm on Sunday. Winds will strengthen from the north on Monday and temperatures are going to plunge during the day. The minimum temperatures on Tuesday and Wednesday will be down to about 15 degrees in the city. A couple of degrees cooler in the new territories. Temperature now 23 degrees, humidity 79%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. Respiratory medicine expert Leng Chi-Chu has called on the government to let everyone who has had BioNTech COVID jabs receive a booster. Maggie Ho reports. On an RTHK program, Dr Leung said Hong Kong is capable of expanding its booster program even further to cover not only priority groups and all those who had Sinovac jabs, but also people who opt for BioNTech. Our vaccination centres have the capacity, and in fact, global evidence shows the efficiency of both Sinovac and BioNTech in terms of preventing infection would wear out after six months regardless of whether there are any antibodies left. Both vaccines need booster shots to extend their protection. If we want to live with the virus in future, we have to promote the third jabs as soon as possible. I really don't quite understand why we give one group another vaccine, but not the other. Bookings for booster shots for those who have had two doses of Sinovac open on November 23rd. There must be a gap of at least six months between a person's second and third dose, and people can choose either vaccine for the booster. The former lawmaker Chin Poi Chung and his son have been charged by the Independent Commission Against Corruption with conspiracy to defraud the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and a listed company over an alleged backdoor listing agreement and a charge of money laundering. Wendy Wong with this report. The ICAC said 75-year-old Chin Pu Chung was a major shareholder of listed company Asia Resources, while his son Ricky, who's 52, was the chairman. The charges allege that between July 2013 and November 2015, the pair conspired with the merchant to defraud Asia Resources, its board of directors and shareholders. It's alleged that the three had failed to disclose an agreement that a merchant would pay $210 million to Chimpu Chung in order to control 70 to 75% of the entire issued share capital of Asia Resources. They allegedly caused Asia Resources Board of Directors to increase the entire issued share capital of the company by placing new shares in convertible notes. The convertible shares represented more than five times the then existing issued share capital of the company, the ICAC said. An associate of the merchant, Wong Po Lai, has also been charged in the same case with dealing with crime proceeds of $42 million. The government has drastically revised a plan to build flats on part of the Hong Kong Golf Club in Fanling. The new plan will more than double the number of homes and all of them will be used for public housing. Once again, Wendy Wong reports. In the original proposal announced in 2019, the government said it would take back 32 hectares of land from the golf course east of Fankham Road and build 4,600 units, 70% of which will be earmarked for public housing. 
But in an interview with RTHK, the Secretary for Development, Michael Wong, said now they want to build over 10,000 units on the site. Our initial view is that more than 10,000 public units can be built there. In view of the shortage of public housing, we will earmark all of the flats as public units. He said he expects that it would take one year to complete relevant town planning procedures and the site will be ready for development in September 2023. Around 40 parents have called on the government to investigate Mount Kelly School Hong Kong, saying their attempts to get back tens of millions of dollars they paid for debentures have hit a brick wall. Jimmy Choi reports. Mount Kelly, which opened in 2017, suspended classes in June, citing financial troubles it blamed on the pandemic and an exodus of students. It reopened again in August. One company linked to the private school which issued debentures, Mount Kelly Foundation Limited, has been wound up by the court, and another, Mount Kelly International Limited, is in liquidation. Unhappy parents of former students at the school joined a press conference held by the Path of Democracy, which has been offering assistance to them. And Mr Ng said he had bought the benches worth a total of $3.84 million for his two daughters and had repeatedly asked the school to pay him back since last year. He said the school had initially promised to reimburse him in six instalments. But Mr Ng said that after an initial $640,000 in January, he has received nothing more and has been unable to get in contact with the school. Meanwhile, a Ms Zhang, who paid more than $3 million for the benches, said she withdrew her son from the school in July. She said she had tried to seek help from the Education Bureau and had called the police, but had heard nothing promising so far. We feel helpless, angry. Uh, because we cannot believe that in Hong Kong there is such a poor regulation of school. We, we just find out that from this case is a really, really bad experience. Um, not only because we lose the, the money, but also when we are finding helps from the uh, any any authority, but they cannot give us a positive reply. Barrister Angel Mack from the Path of Democracy says the new company which owns the school should settle the debts of its predecessors on moral grounds. Turning overseas, the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi has scrapped controversial agricultural reforms that have sparked a year of protest by hundreds of thousands of farmers. Mr Modi made the announcement in a televised address. Today, I have come to tell you the whole country that we have decided to withdraw and repeal all three agricultural laws. In the parliament session starting later this month, we will complete the constitutional process to repeal these three agricultural laws. Farmers' union leaders in India have welcomed the government's surprise decision. Jubilant farmers camped on the outskirts of Delhi, distributed sweets in celebration and chanted, Long live the farmers' movement but they said their protest would continue until Parliament formally repeals the laws. Now the Modi government is saying they repeal these laws, but we not believe on this government. So many times they not justice with the peoples. So now we are in struggle ground and we are see what they uh, next time they what they do in the Parliament. The U-turn was announced ahead of elections in the states of Punjab and Uttar Pradesh. Small farmers said the proposed changes, which opened farming up to the private sector, would destroy their livelihoods. 
Austria is to reintroduce a full national lockdown and make vaccination compulsory as it tries to slow a record surge in coronavirus infections. The Chancellor, Alexander Schellenberg, said the shutdown would start on Monday and last a maximum of 20 days. He told a news conference that it hurt enormously to have to reintroduce such measures. He said vaccination would be a legal requirement from next February. Whipped up by radical anti-vaxxers, by fake news, too many among us didn't get vaccinated. The result are overcrowded intensive care units and enormous suffering. Therefore, we took a very difficult decision. The decision that we will quickly introduce a nationwide vaccine mandate. To sport now, and Shohei Atani has been unanimously voted Major League Baseball's most valuable player in the American League, following a two-way season not seen since Babe Ruth. Otani received all 31st, all 30 first-place votes. He cracked 46 home runs as a hitter for the Los Angeles Angels and won nine games as a pitcher, striking out 156 over 130 innings. Otani is the second Japanese MVP winner after Seattle's Ichiro Suzuki in 2001. Brees Harper won the National League MVP. For a preview of this weekend's English Premier League football action, here's the BBC's Shoji Saka. The Premier League returns this weekend after the international break with three new managers starting their tenures at their new clubs. The most high-profile appointment sees the former Liverpool and England captain Steven Gerrard take the reins at Aston Villa after the sacking of Dean Smith. Gerrard takes charge with Villa 16th in the league. Meanwhile, Dean Smith has been hired by the bottom club Norwich. He takes over with the Canaries five points from safety. And Newcastle, also in the relegation zone, have brought in the former Bournemouth manager Eddie Howe. Newcastle's rich Saudi owners will expect how to keep the club up. It will be interesting to see what kind of transfer funds they give him in January. Leaders Chelsea go to Leicester in the early kickoff on Saturday. If Chelsea win, they can increase their lead at the top to six points before their rivals have even kicked a ball. West Ham will face Wolves later, Liverpool host Arsenal and second-placed Manchester City don't play Everton until Sunday. And of course, there's Manchester United. Under pressure manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has had a break in his homeland of Norway. He'll be back feeling the heat when his team go to Watford. And the Australian cricket captain Tim Payne has resigned after he learned that an investigation by the sport's governing body into an incident four years ago was to become public. Payne was investigated for sending lewd text messages and an inappropriate photo to a female co-worker. Payne's apologised to cricket fans. A reminder of our top stories, all but one of the hopefuls running in next month's Legco poll gets a seal of approval from a vetting committee. Experts approved a Sinovac jab for children as young as 12. And anti-terrorism chiefs say the threat level remains no higher than moderate as they test preparedness in a major drill. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK. Oh, 
Reflections of My Life would be the biggest hit of theirs. Plus, of course, Oh Bloody, Oh Bloody, which was uh, a song that put them at the top of the tree around about 1969. The guy that fronted that band, by the way, Dean Ford, he left Marmalade in 1975 to pursue a solo career. He eventually moved to Los Angeles, where he only had a guest vocal appearance on Alan Parsons' album Pyramid. Uh, didn't really pay the rent, so he became a limo driver and he used to drive names like Michael Jackson, Bob Dylan and Tom Waits. That's uh, Dave, uh, sorry, Dean Ford, uh, the frontman of Marmalade. Sad to stay no longer with us, shuffled away about uh, three or so years ago. Also in the band, by the way, was Junior Campbell. He had a hit as a solo artist called Hallelujah Freedom, if I'm not mistaken. Into our second hour this Friday, Peter King with you through to 1am. Memories all the way, like this one from Piggity Witch. 